Welcome to Baker Seniors Medicare Help Podcast, your go-to expert on all things Medicare. Contact us with any questions you might have and enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Baker Seniors Show. This show is all about Medicare and what it can do for you and how you can get involved, how you can get covered. We need to be sure that we are covered with our health care before we get sick, before things go on, before we go into the hospital. We need to make sure that we have the right plans. And here to tell us all about it is Mr. Steve Baker. Hello, Steve. Hello. Great. Glad to be here. It's it's really great that you're taking the time out of your day to answer the questions that people have about Medicare. Mm -hmm. And I know because you've been in this for so many years and you actually are on Medicare yourself, you've experienced it with not only your customers, but also yourself, your family. You've run into a lot of different issues for people. So I know that people have questions, especially when it comes time to go into the hospital. So we're gonna talk a little bit about that today. Steve, what is it that you would like us to know about the caution that you're that you're talking about today, that you're you're really cautioning us and, and so we're curious about what that is. Well, there there everybody remembers, I guess, or if you don't remember, I'll I'll just go over it real briefly. There's part A, part B, part C, and part D of Medicare. The part A of Medicare, which is what we're really talking about here, uh, and we're talking about part A and B, but A has to do with the hospital itself, the hospital room. And I tell people all the time when I'm talking to them that just to remember that part A uh, is just for the hospital room only. And uh, you don't, they, they don't need to be uh, worry about it typically, especially if they, if they happen to be checked in off the street, what I call off the street, then they will automatically go into part A. However, uh, about four years ago or so, I had an occasion to take my wife to the emergency room and we went to the emergency room and uh, it's hectic. If you've ever been in one, you can, it's just unbelievable what goes on. Those people just aren't paid enough, I'm telling you. <laughs> Thanks, it just, yeah, just happens just all the time. And it's just movement, 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 movement. People are scurrying around and people are crying and carrying on and just unbelievable. Nobody but, wants to go to the hospital, especially in an emergency. Exactly, exactly. But they're very important. The emergency room fills a need and, and they're very important. So so you're in the emergency room and let's say you arrive there at 10 o'clock or something like that or 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock in the evening and my wife had certain kind of ailments and symptoms that were, that were just absolutely not normal. So I said, okay, we're going to the emergency room, which we did. And, and they let us into the emergency room and signed us a room. And we, you know, the doctors were scurrying back and forth and two or three different nurses came in with their, with their machines and their clipboards and this and that. And uh, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, one o'clock, you know how it goes. It's just, 
you know, one Yikes. one emergency comes in and that, you know, that pushes everybody down and so forth. So you're there uh, all, all, practically all night, really, you, you know, before you really get to the bottom of it. And the, and the uh, physician, the emergency room physician finally came in and said, uh, well, I'll tell you, I've, you know, we've, we've run some tests da, 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 and what, what I'd like to do is to check you in, send you over to the hospital and check you in for observation. So now remember that B is everything else other than the hospital. So when you go over there and this is one thing that everybody needs to remember, if you go from the emergency room over to the hospital, um, and the hospital and the emergency room, people don't realize this, are different. They're two different entities. No. So, yes. No, no, I did not know that. Yeah, so you go over there, and effectively, since since the, the emergency room physician ordered a room, you're effectively still in the emergency room. And the emergency room is paid for through Part B. So we spent, you know, we spent the remainder of the evening and they, the nurses come in and so forth. And uh, I didn't realize it at that time, even though I'm, I was a Medicare agent, that she was still under B. So uh, and by being under B, that means that, that it'll be paid under B as opposed to A. So when someone goes from the emergency room into the hospital, they think they're being checked into the hospital, but they're not. They're still in the emergency room. They're, A has not kicked in. Now, once, once you're there, someone needs to remember to remind people that you, that you want to be checked in under A. Somebody needs to go to the, to the desk and say, my wife, is needs to be checked and now it's a per you know when when an emergency situation and all like that a lot of that time is overlooked and everything is fine except if someone happened to need skilled nursing skilled nursing is is another component of of the treatment say you know they have to have you know say say, say they have a broken leg or something like that they check them in t into the hospital under they're still under B they're still in the emergency room once a kicks in then everything is fine so uh, the nurse is someone came in about mid-morning and had my wife sign a form and I said what is it let me see the form and it said B because she's gonna be checked in B. I knew that we were gonna be checked out so I didn't make a big issue of it but I knew that she wouldn't be needing skilled nursing but skilled nursing is part of A. If someone is in the hospital and they need to go to skilled nursing, then the, pro the issue is that she's not under A, and that's, that's a huge issue. So, so before you move on, can you tell us what that's covering? So, okay, so let's back up because I don't want anybody to get confused because mm -hmm. I'm getting there. Okay, okay. All right, so you took your wife to the emergency room in the middle of the night, and you guys were there all night long, and you were covered under A at that point. She was covered under A. No, B. She was covered under B. Oh. Okay. Covered under B. And what does that cover? 
B covers everything except the hospital room itself. So B is all the treatment, you know, the, all the drugs, all the, I mean, every, all the treatment that she gets in the emergency room is under B. Okay. So the emergency room physician says, I'd like to have her stay over, uh, check into the hospital. Uh, she's still, she's still in B. She hasn't really gone into the hospital officially. The hospital room over next door in the hospital is officially just an extension of the emergency room. So she was still under B. Okay. 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 Yeah. That that's very helpful. Okay. So I'm just I'm so, taking everybody so, down this road with us. Yeah. So because if you it, know what you're talking about, right. I, I have to back so, it up. Okay. Right. So 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 let's let's back up and say that that she didn't go to the emergency room. She the doctor, the doctor, the outside doctor or whoever it is said, I want you to go check into the hospital because I need to run a bunch of tests. So she drive, you drive up to the front, you, you let the patient out, park the car, come back in, you go in the front door and they tell you where to go and all of that. So you see what happened is you bypass the emergency room. Okay. So you go into, you go check in, they take you to your room. Everything's fine because you're part of A. And every, nothing happens unless you need after after your stay there, you need to have skilled nursing. Skilled nursing is part of A only. So the problem comes when people don't, you know, they don't they don't really know, of course. And I don't think to be honest with you, a lot of the hospitals even tell them that they're that they're uh, under a it just it's just automatically and if she need if they needed skilled nursing you've got 20 days actually effective of you know and it can be extended to 100 days skilled nursing care uh as part of the hospital and that's paid for through a you go back if if you if you're under b there is no skilled nursing so effectively, you know, they, they would have to pay for, for skilled nursing. It's a little, it's a little trick. It's a little twist in, you know, in the, in the Medicare rules and laws that people need to understand. You just need to understand that if you're actually in a hospital room, if you've been there for whatever reason, you need to check with someone at the front desk and say, uh, we've got A and B. This will be under A. Is that correct? Oh, yes, it will be under your A. No problem. Everything's fine. But what you don't want to be is in the hospital under under B. Unless, you know, everything would be fine. Like, like with my wife, it was fine because she didn't need skilled nursing. So it's just a little piece of, uh, of the Medicare rules kind of way out there. Most of the time, it'll never apply to someone but they don't want to have uh, a lot of a whole whole bunch of bills come in and they're having to pay their their own skilled nursing you don't want no, that nobody wants that so what if you know if when you go to the hospital steve whether mm -hmm. you're the person taking them or it's you you're not really thinking about medicare you're not really thinking about health insurance correct um, unless you've been burned before i guess 
but you're thinking about your health, you're bleeding mm -hmm. or you're, uh, you're in pain or something, mm -hmm. some reason is taking you to the hospital. Right. How can you be sure? I mean, you said stop at the front desk, but what if you're bleeding and you can't stop at the front desk? Then what? Well, if you're bleeding, then you go into the emergency room. And, 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 that, and that only, it, it only happens if, if, the, uh, if the emergency room physician wants you to stay overnight for observation. So a lot of times you go in, if you're bleeding, you cut yourself and, you know, with a knife or whatever, and you need, it's obvious that you're going to need a lot of stitches. That's always done over the emergency room. Anyway, they stitch you up and send you home. So no, no problem with that. So if somebody but, is nervous now because uh, you're cautioning us and they're nervous next time they go to the hospital, should mm -hmm. they call the Medicare number that you've given us or should they call you? Or how do they check to make sure if they're not convinced that the person at the front desk told them the right information? Yeah, the, yeah, they can call uh, 1-800-MEDICARE and, and, you know, they can, they can tell them the situation. And by the way, 1-800-MEDICARE is open 24-7, 24 days, 24 hours, I'm sorry, 24 hours, seven days a week. So you can call Medicare and explain the situation and ask okay. them. And someone at the at the desk in Medicare will be able to help you. Okay. That's that's another little trick that a lot of people don't know. And uh -huh. if yeah, you know, if there's any questions, call one eight hundred Medicare and explain the situation. Okay. So for those of you who are listening to this in the podcast, I want you to know that one eight hundred Medicare is and get your pen and paper out so you can write this down. I think this is important, and you should put it up on your refrigerator. Put it in your pocketbook, in your wallet, wherever you think you might need it. It's 1-800-633-4227. And that's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for any Medicare questions that you might have. So, exactly. Steve, Steve, when is it that they call you? Well, there's, there's, no, need to, there's no need to call me because I'm the agent that... Uh, that provided the coverage for them, and and once once you go into into the medical situation, you remember last last week we were talking about the HIPAA laws. So I'm not a, I'm not allowed as an agent to uh, to interfere or have knowledge of anything that's that's going on, and the the HIPAA the HIPAA laws are very uh, well they're very strong. So we have to be very careful and not get someone, a layman like myself. I'm not a physician. I'm not, I'm not anything close to that. So I really don't need to be involved in someone's treatment. But so I they should call you before they go into the hospital. They should call you when they're ready to sign up for Medicare or if sure. they have questions about their family member who's getting ready to. But other than that, they should call Medicare. Sure, exactly. Okay, yeah, well, I'm going yeah. to put your phone number up now. This is for signing up for Medicare if you have questions about what you're covered. Uh, not in an emergency situation, but you want to just talk to Steve about the coverage that you have or that your parents have. Or if you're getting ready to go into Medicare, you want to make sure you sign up for the right um, plan. And mm -hmm. his number is 832 754 3292. That's Steve Baker. And Steve would be happy to answer any questions that you have, help you get signed up 
for the right Medicare plan. Correct. Correct. Yep. So the other now the other uh, area that we I want to talk to everyone about is uh, the Part D plan. And the Part D plan, uh, I'm sure most everyone knows. If you don't, I'll explain the Part D plan that has to do with uh, the medications and prescriptions. It's the it's the component of Medicare. If you're in a happen to be in an Advantage plan, the Part D plan is pretty much inside. It's uh, it's basically uh, inside the uh, the Advantage plan embedded in there. So you get a you get a Part uh, D plan with it, so you don't have to worry about signing up. For those who have a Medicare with a Medigap. By the way, Medigap and Medicare supplement are exactly the same. It's the difference between an automobile and a car. They're just the same. So Medigap and Medicare? Medi Medigap and Medicare supplement are exactly the same. Okay. That's good to know. So uh, people, whoever the confusion gods are out there, they said, okay, we, we just want to throw something in and mess mess with everybody's mind. So Medigap, Medicare, oh, supplement, what, what, what? So they're they're exactly the same. But at okay. any rate, if someone has a has a supplement plan, Medicare supplement or Medigap, then they have to have a separate standalone part or need to have, let me say, a standalone part D plan. After after your A and B goes into effect, you have three months to sign up without any kind of penalty. There's a small penalty if you if you happen to wait over a period of time to sign up for your Part D, and that's that's explained in the Medicare and You book. Medicare and You. That's explained on page seventy-seven and through seventy-nine there. There's a formula. You have to follow that formula. It's a little complicated formula. You have to follow that formula to see what your penalty might be. It's it's important to sign up really close to your to your Part A and B plan. So that is uh, is is very very important. So uh, you know the thing you know the thing about it is that uh, you don't have to worry about this stuff this for the most part because uh, especially if you're on a supplement plan with a with a Medicare it kind of works on its own by itself its own self-control so to speak and it's just a few things like the Part D and like the emergency room things that people need to be aware of and just kind of keep it in their mind that, the, that, that if you you know if you if you happen to go to emergency room and you're checked into the hospital, you might not be uh, a, you might not be eligible for the skilled nursing if you were to need it. So that's a little trip up that some people have. A few people, not all, but a few people. So it's just something to be aware of, and also the Part D plan. And by the way, you remember that we that we said you can call one eight hundred Medicare. One of the ways that you can get your Part D set up is just call 
the 633 number that you just gave. Do you want to give it again? It's 1-800-633-4227. That's right. Medicare through our, through our government. It's a Medicare. It's a free phone number, free call, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and does mm -hmm. that include holidays? Yes, it does. Oh, see there? There's that. Now, when, Steve, they, I, when, when I first I, found out about it, I said Christmas, yes, Christmas. New Year's, oh. yes, New Year's. Okay. Easter, Easter. They're all open. It's an amazing thing. <laughs> but it, just, it really a is. lot of people don't. A lot of people don't realize that. But, and and yeah, the other thing is, I call a number, especially our government, on a holiday. <laughs> right, right. And I, I found that um, if you call late night say a central time or you want to do you call then someone is always available and they're and they're slow and they're receptive by slow i don't mean they're slow they're just everything is calm and peaceful and you don't hear a lot of conversations in the background so i, I queried someone one time when i called them and i said why is it so quiet there she says i, I work out of my home i'm here at home I have my thing all set up. All my computers are all set up, and and so I said, "Wow, that is that is really something." And a lot of times, when you call somebody in a in a call center or their information, or you hear all the racket and people laughing in the background, you you had that experience, right? But uh, but with with Medicare, if you call in the off hours, you get you get the same person with all the right information. She has a he or she has their computer all set up in their bedroom. Not, I don't know, home office. Let's say home office. So that's, you know, that's, that's a little thing that I, I discovered some years back. Steve, I have kind a couple questions for you, okay. if you don't mind. Sure. So yesterday I was telling someone about your show and about um, Medicare. They're getting, getting up there. They're, uh, they just turned 62. And she said, you know, I'm starting to consider, you know, what's going to happen to me in the next three, four years. And I said, oh, well, you need to call Steve Baker. You need to have his phone number ready to go. Because when you have questions about Medicare, he's going to help you decide which, you know, which program you is best for you. And you might as well get going on it now because it's so confusing. You might as well start now because I've known you for a few years and I'm, you know, I'm still just getting bits and pieces here and there, and, but it's starting to click in. So by the time I turn 65, I'll know. So their question to me was, well, I'm getting ready to sell my house and live in a motorhome and travel the country and do some sightseeing while I'm still young. So they're, uh, they're retiring from their job very soon, and they're going to start preparing, you know, uh, putting things in storage and selling and they're just really trying to take it easy and not do it you know too fast mm -hmm. and so she said what happens if something goes wrong when I'm out on the road let's say they have to be taken to the emergency room and they're in a different state mm -hmm. well uh, you, you may recall in our earlier discussions that uh, I've said there are two kinds of tradition with Medigap, Medicare supplement plan. Uh, the, the traditional uh, pays 80% and 
and the supplement pays the remaining 20%. So the two work in tandem, they work together. So you really for sure need to have, uh, need to have both of them together. And then there's the other plan, which is an advantage plan. The, the advantage plan is location specific. In other words, uh, it needs to be the, the uh, medical care needs to be provided in a, most of the cases needs to be provided in the county where they live or for sure the state where they live. And the issue if you if you happen to be traveling around a lot and you carry you're carrying with you a Medicare Advantage card because that could really trip things up. On the other hand, if you have traditional Medicare with a supplement, uh, you can you can get service this is I'm in any hospital. Now let me step back just a second. With the Advantage card, you can get immediate treatment in an emergency room. You're not ever going to be denied uh, treatment. But uh, once that's done, they're going to try to get you patched up and, and moved on out and you get you back to where you belong, whatever state that is or whatever county that is, in order to have any kind of follow-up and that sort of thing. On the other hand, if you have the, the traditional kind with the supplement, all hospitals, every single one of them, will take the supplement with, uh, will take the Medicare with the supplement. So, so it's a, you, you definitely need, to, if you're traveling around a lot in the country, you need to have a medic, traditional Medicare with the supplement and you can go to any doctor who, who takes uh, takes Medicare, and most of the doctors do everywhere. You can find them all around. You can go to any emergency room. You can go to any hospital and get treated. Well, no problem. They'll, they'll go ahead and take the plan. So Very good. Very no good. Issues. It sounds to me like the Advantage plan is not the way to go. I, I, I'm uh, trying uh, not well, to. Well, let's, let's back up and say. Okay. It's not, you can't say it's not the way to go because every, every situation is different. Every, uh, everyone's uh, needs are different. Right. So both plans cover, um, cover pretty much your both situations. It just depends on, on uh, what your finances are and what you can afford and so forth. And but that's by using, where but, you come in and help them straighten all that out and try right. to pick the best plan for them because Every person is different. Every couple is different. Every yes. state is different. And that's yes. where you help them try to decide which is the best one for them. Right. And, and the Advantage Plan des definitely fills a need for a lot of people. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. So, Any other information we need to know about the differences in the hospital and the A and the B? I, th I think we've just, you know, covered that part of it. I just wanted to make sure that people understood these little, these little things, you know, little corners that you need to be aware of. And uh, mostly, uh, mostly, you, you know, you're going to be taken care of in an emergency room. And it's, but it's just good to have, you know, you're comfortable with, uh, with what you have. And in an advantage plan, you, you normally have there are two kinds of advantage plans to confuse the issue more. There's an HMO and a PPO. 
and uh, I don't have time right now to explain the difference between the two, but there is, there is a difference. And one is just a little better than the other and so forth. But, uh, but you can, you can if, if you delve into it a little bit and you're comfortable with what you call your, your primary care provider, your PPO, then, uh, then you're going to be in pretty good shape. And you're gonna you're just gonna have to go through a few more hoops and so forth, but you're gonna you're gonna get treated. The American, you know, the American healthcare system is in my in my point of you know my way of thinking is the best in the world. My wife and I have been on Medicare for many years, and what I can do is I can draw my own experiences, draw on my own my own experiences. And this is what happened to us. And this is what happened to us when we went into the hospital, when we, when we went to this doctor or we wanted to change doctors and so forth. So I can, I can relate my own experience. I've had a quadruple bypass. My wife has had cancer. I've had cancer. So, you know, I can advise someone on, on a way to go for their particular situation. I want you to know if you're watching this on YouTube or on Facebook or you're listening to this on a podcast, it doesn't matter how you're getting this information. I want you to be able to contact Steve or Medicare directly. And so I'm going to give the phone numbers out again and another way to get a hold of Steve. So Steve has a, a really nice website. It's called bakerseniors.com. That's Baker Seniors. Com, and you can call him at 832-754-3292. And I want you to know that Steve is available to answer your Medicare questions about you, your family. Uh, let's say you're a caretaker and you need to, some questions about uh, how you're going to handle the Medicare. Uh, like me, I, I gave Steve a, a nice referral to a lady who has Alzheimer's. Now, she couldn't handle the Medicare information herself, but her family member could. So if you are a caregiver, a family member, or a neighbor, uh, someone who's handling it for them, you feel free to call Steve to find out how to get them on Medicare or to find out if they have the right Medicare coverage. I think it's very important. We're live yeah. here on YouTube, Facebook, and on uh your favorite podcast app every Tuesday, every Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. Central. We want your questions. We'd love to have you on the show if you'd like to come on. But we really want to make sure you understand everything that there is to know, uh, especially we don't want you to be surprised. Thank you, Steve, for all your information. You are very helpful. You're very clear and you're very kind. So I know people want to reach out to you. Do you have any last words for us until next week? Well, just real quickly, I would say uh, just because someone calls me to ask a question doesn't mean that, that uh, you're, you're obligated to do business with me. A lot of people, a lot of people don't even need, you know, Medicare, perhaps it's any, all kinds of situations, right. but free, but free of charge. I'm, I'm more than uh, glad to, to help and ask, ask questions, answer questions rather about about what they have so if, if there's any confusion just just let me know and i'll be glad to talk with you fantastic thank you until next week we'll see you then bye for now
Bye.